0: Welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co founders and hosts Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed.
1: Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah. I'm here as always with Tracy. Hey. And today, hey, <laughs> we, um, here's our topic for today. We hear this all the time. Help. My attorney is not listening to me. Yeah. It's, it's a common complaint we hear from clients is this um, this tension, this friction in attorney client communication when it it doesn't go well. they're counting on this person to protect them to represent them and then they feel like the communication isn't going well and then that brings up so much stuff when they come to us. So why don't you start us off, Tracy, and let's kick off this really important topic.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's really important to, to recognize that this is more common than not. So if you're listening and sitting back thinking about some of your client conversations who might be working with an attorney, it it might be happening more frequently than, than I would like to think it is, right? So, and, and I'm not, I don't, I want to preface this by saying that it's not necessarily anybody's fault, right? I am not appropriating blame in this process. However, It is a common theme. Clients feel frustrated and overwhelmed in managing their attorney relationships. And so much of that is dependent on communication, whether that be, hey, my client, my attorney's not listening to me. They didn't respond to my email. I haven't heard from them. I tried to reach out and schedule an appointment and nobody got back to me or I don't understand what the hell is happening right now. Right. I don't understand anything my attorney is doing or saying there, they seem to be out there and I am lost and confused. Right. So one of the thing that I hear through all of that is communication. And we know to have effective communication for an individual, they can't sit back and and have that communication dependent on the other person, right? Everything that applies that we talk about in divorce, where you can't control or change anybody else's behavior, you can only control and change your response, your reaction to their behavior, echoes in communication. So although you might not be loving the communication that's happening on the side by the attorney, Where is our client? What can our clients do to better equip them? in effectively communicating, better equip them in speaking in a manner in which their attorney can hear, being a conduit to supporting communications. If there is a misunderstanding or a lack of clarity, how can we support clients in ensuring that they're using their own communication in the most efficient and cost-effective manner, right? Deb, you and I talk about this all the time. The client that writes that Five hundred page dissertation about you know everything that is going on with them that that's going to cost some money. So really helping our clients take charge, take control over their own communication skills and strategies to help that relationship. Right. Right. And 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 maybe part of that helping might be the relationship isn't a good one, right? Yeah.
1: Helping them explore that. So, you know, you said when all this is going on, what you hear is this is a communication issue. And I want to even take that a level deeper in what, what I hear happening when, when they're frustrated with this is fear, right? Mm -hmm. They get afraid. They go into this fear spiral now because, I, I had a question and I didn't hear back or I don't know what's going on and I don't know if this is going to happen or when that court date is or eh, I, I hear fear. yeah. And so one of the things we do when clients have that fear and I think we've talked about this you know, 40 bajillion times is um, I always say fear is a question waiting to be answered. So take that fear that your client is is dumping on you and see if you can help them distill that down to what is the question that we need to communicate that we need to get an answer from your attorney on i hear that you're spiraling i hear you're spinning i hear you have all this fear what information do you need to feel settled in your spirit about this
0: yeah and and that speaks to sort of those underlying needs and interests yep. right how much of that is really grounded in fear and the client is spiraling. So although it might have been a few days since the attorney hasn't reached out to the client, it feels like ages, right? That they're every every they're sitting on their pins and needles just waiting for this this response. Because they're afraid, right? That they're right. seeking this clarity, right? They are questions waiting. Fears are questions waiting to be answered. And when they're not answered, or the client has put all of their eggs in their attorney's basket, and and waiting on the attorney's decision or for them to tell them what to do, not only have they given all that control over to. Mm-hmm me they're then codependent in that relationship and that codependency often we hear right attorneys i i my attorney is supposed to protect me they have to protect me right so clients hire attorneys because they're looking for protection and when they feel that they don't receive that protection right for a whole bunch of other reasons it's it's kicking up those right. underlying fears those fears of not being safe of not knowing what to do and i right. need somebody to tell them what to do what to do
1: and so that's part of our role really is to shift that understanding a little bit that that an attorney's role is to be their legal advisor not their knight in shining armor yep It's to be their advisor in terms of understanding their legal rights and responsibilities and options. And then the client is the decision maker. So if they say, I don't understand what's happening in my case, that's a problem. Yeah. Right. And so some of the work we do is empowering them to remember that their attorney is their advisor, but they are the decision maker. And that can shift out of fear right back into that empowerment. And when we're able to do that, the way they communicate with their attorney changes and it makes it easier for their attorney to work for them.
0: Absolutely. Right. Right? And that's when we talk about the credible client, the credible client, right?
1: Joe, I need to know Joe attorney, Jill attorney have I provided you with enough supporting documentation for you to make this argument on my behalf? Not, can I ask for, of course you can ask for that. No, the question is what's my legal position. And do you have enough support to argue this? What do you think the potential outcome
0: is? Yeah. And, and what are my options? Right. Right. To, to actually be able to efficiently utilize that time Right, if they're going to engage in a communicative process with their attorney, in, with intention, with clarity, with yes. credibility, right? So all right. those things that we talk about, right? The emotional regulation, addressing those underlying fears and concerns, effective communication, all of those things are mm-hmm. at play, right? right. And okay. and and so relevant, I think, because often what we see is. And I think we shared this about in a previous podcast, often we find, or it's my experience, but I see it a lot is that individuals that had come out of uh, power and imbalanced marriages or marriages in which there was some level of gaslighting or intimidation or coercive control where they sort of either fawned or, or cowed-tailed to their spouse. We often see some of those same behaviors continue in their relationship with their attorney.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and and that's the empowerment piece when they they give over that level of power they then become dependent on that attorney yet then frustrated and overwhelmed in that process that they they don't understand nobody's telling them what's going on they're not part of that decision making process right my attorney made a decision and i didn't know or i didn't agree or i didn't I understand i don't know what happened, right? I don't understand what happened. Right,
1: right. So, you know, one of the things I think is is most helpful, you know, and part of part of the outcome of all of this is what we hear, which is I'm $20,000 in on my attorney fees, and I don't even know what the hell's going on. Nothing's happened. I don't, blah, 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 right? So there's all this, there's not only frustration with the relationship, there's frustration with the amount of money that's been spent. And they don't understand what they've gotten as a result for that. So one of the things that you know I work with clients on, and I know you do too, is if they are going to engage in communication with their attorney is have a purpose. If you're going to have a meeting or have a phone call, what's the agenda? What's the objective? What questions are you asking? It's not just a general catch-up meeting. There should be a, a purpose. You should have written an agenda on your paper or in your notes on your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are you meeting? What are you hoping to get out of
0: it? Yep. And and clearly communicating that when setting up the meeting, right? So if yes, that's in advance, I'd in like it, to have a meeting ex- with you next
1: week to discuss two right. one, two, three, and four.
0: Then your attorney's prepared too absolutely so that you're using both of your times most efficiently if you didn't communicate with the intention and the objective of of wanting to have this conversation the attorney more than likely who has a lot of cases who's juggling a lot is extremely busy and I'm not I'm not saying that to make an excuse for the attorneys but I'm dealing with the reality right mm-hmm. so the reality is is yes you are not your attorney's only case Mm-hmm. okay so allowing your attorney the opportunity to get up to speed to pull out your your file to understand what it is that you want to speak about mm-hmm. gives them the opportunity also to show up differently and and in a more prepared way Manner than calling and saying, Hey, I want to talk, and then getting on the phone or having a meeting, and the attorney is unprepared to answer or address your concerns and questions.
1: They might have to do some research to look at precedent. You know, if you've got a really unusual thing that you're working on, they might need to consult with somebody else in their practice or do a little bit of research or look up a prior case and see what they did on that case that made them successful like give them a chance to be successful on your behalf
0: on your behalf right on it, your behalf so you're you're basically it's kind of like what we do with children right no no offense but why are we going to set kids up for failure why are you setting this other person up for failure right clear intentions clear objectives the same goes for any written communication Right. Mm-hmm. If you know Deb you and I have talked about this quite a bit. I have clients who write email communications <laughs> that are literally thousands of words. Right. They're their dissertations, they have a whole bunch of stuff. What happened, details of what happened, how they felt about it, feelings, feelings, feelings. And I'm not dismissing feelings but we also recognize that an attorney's role is to provide legal advisement as to their rights and and how they can be protected and how that's going to be perceived moving forward in the court of law so feelings sorry although they might have Some feelings that you have feelings, they don't play a role in this process. So one of the exercises I'd love to do with clients and helping them really refine some of their uh, effective communication strategies in written emails to their attorneys is to simply put a dollar sign over every single word. And and I know, yes, on your computer, they can go to WordCal and they'll know exactly how many, but the actual exercise of it is is a fascinating one for most individuals, right? Mm-hmm. So I suggest, hey, you know, what do you think about putting a dollar sign over every word and tell me how much that that email came up to? There's a, there's sort of a little reality testing, and then we can sort of step back and say, what is the intention? What are you trying to communicate? What are the concerns and how can you best communicate that and work through that process with them and getting that thousand word email down to, to maybe a hundred words. Right. And,
1: And it isn't also, it's not just what are your concerns? What do you need to know? Right. What do you need to know? Yeah. Okay. So all these things happen that you're trying to tell him about or her about, but what's the question in there? The question is, right? Does this have any impact on the parenting plan I'm proposing? Is this enough to get a restraining order? Is this enough to get a disproportionate share of the marital property? What's the question? Yeah. in there. I get that you're frustrated. I I get that co-parenting is terrible. But what's the question you're asking your attorney for legal advice on that's legal. in all that story? Legal
0: guidance on. Right? 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 We talk a lot that you know the courts just like attorneys cannot legislate kindness, right? So, yes, you might want to communicate that your co-parent is not being very nice. But getting clarity in terms of what are you asking the attorney in regards to the legality of that question, right? right. And, and this speaks to being able to utilize your professionals, not only in a credible way, but in an appropriate way. Yeah. Right. Right. So what should you be talking to your coach about or therapist about versus what should you be discussing with your attorney? Attorney, right. And they could be very, so- very different. Very different.
1: So I know we only have a few minutes left. I want to make sure that we do not step over this issue. And let's say that the client is acting in a very empowered way. They are communicating in a very empowered way. And they're still having this experience of feeling overpowered, feeling controlled, feeling not listened to. They're not being responded to. They're not being Decisions are being made without their input, and they are really frustrated. You know, I have heard people say things like, I don't want to push too hard. I'll piss my attorney off. Um, I don't want to have to change attorneys this late in the game. What are your thoughts around that? So they're doing all the communication the right way. Now what?
0: Yeah, now what? And I think a lot of that is sort of assessment, reflection, and process with you as a coach. Right. One of the other things that we can offer as divorce coaches is to be a conduit to to support a facilitated communicative process with an attorney. If all of those things, the client is showing up, being clear in their communication, feeling empowered, and they're still kind of lost Before immediately dumping that relationship, which is absolutely an option, there are many attorneys and this attorney just might not be the right attorney for you. And we talk a lot about that in interviewing attorneys and and setting yourself up for success, often, which does not happen right away with individuals who aren't working with the divorce coach. Uh, They just sort of hire the first person they meet. But we can step into the role of facilitating a conversation. And Deb, I know this is a practice you and I both engage in with clients. And mm-hmm. uh, for those of you out listening, I'm not sure if you did, but it is something, right? There, there, it's usually initiated a conversation between the coach and the client and then the clients you know, setting that up with the attorney, one asking for, for Clarence, the attorney might speak to them about privilege and confidentiality. If the client is on board and open to sharing that conversation between, uh, including you in that conversation. And one of the things that I absolutely find amazing, I really do is that, Every time I've engaged in this process with my clients, there is a very different experience that the client has in that communication with the attorney. And I'm not saying it's because we're sitting there or the, the attorney's on their best behavior because there's a, a third person in there, but there is something about being able to sort of translate for the client what the attorney is saying, and also vice versa, be able to Translate what the client is saying to the attorney, and it's almost the synergistic thing, like magic happens. I get you, the attorney gets the client, the mm-hmm. client gets the attorney, and and then the client can sort of sit back and and model and and the attorney too, right? We there was sort of a new tone set in that relationship. If after that ability to facilitate that process in the coach's role and the client is still not feeling you know that this is going to work or this is the right place or the right person because of those issues uh continuous communication issues then yeah working with the client to look at and assess their options about switching attorneys or changing attorneys is the right right uh next step for that client so right. i know i know we're we're so close to wrapping the time always goes by so fast but just just a couple highlights right that this does happen it is a real concern it is a concern often divorce coaches will have if you haven't had a client come to you and say that they don't understand what the hell's going on with their attorney you might you might be in the minority but i think it it happens a great deal as such being able to work with your client on a couple of things, right? Not only the effective communication strategies, but addressing sort of those underlying fears, right? The yes and right. Getting some certainty uh is is there priority then how are they going to be able to communicate that to be able to address those fears looking and assessing power control dynamics perhaps from previous relationships that have been then extended onto that relationship with the attorney how are they showing up for that right being empowered by taking some of that control and and then again the development of strategies and communication Making sure that the client is clear in their objectives, that they understand what it is that they're asking for, how they're asking for it in the most time-efficient, effective manner, with the last sort of process of coaches being conduits or facilitators, to supporting some of those conversations to, to pull some of the weeds back so the client is in a better position to make an assessment of where they are. Yep. That's Good summary. a
1: summary. <laughs> I like it. You wrapped it all. You wrapped it all up really nicely. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, right, I mean, well, really, all we're trying to do is make sure that they're using their attorney for legal advice and that they are sitting in the power seat because that's, 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 that's where they ought to sit. Yeah. Yep. They're right? paying
0: for it. They've hired him. This is a hired professional. This right? is a
1: hired professional
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so letting them do their job is one, but also being mindful that you have to feel good about the job that they're doing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I think, I I think it's uh, an area that requires a great deal of attention and support ultimately for the client's best interest. So I want to thank you all for listening today. We look forward to you joining us again. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast.
1: If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.